there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, coming at you again with another story of a dude who definitely um, has earned a spot here on the forum. And I'm glad today to introduce you to my friend, Ryan Reeve. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Gorm. How are you? I'm doing okay, man. I'm doing okay. You know, we're all under this little bit of a, a quarantine, so it's it's good to be able to hear other human voices and, you know, connect a little bit. So I'm excited we're going to get to talk today. And are you ready to go? I am absolutely ready. Give me about a an hour break from watching Frozen for the 88th time. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. There we go. There we go, man. So let's dive right into it and start with Ryan, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? So, I mean, it's uh, it's a long story. And, um, you know, it started back when I was, I'm going to say middle school. You know, I wasn't um, I wasn't what you would call a, a small child in middle school. Uh, I was in the, the larger realm of kids. Um, you know, I was in the 215, 250 range going into 6th, 7th, 8th grade. Um, and it kind of stayed that way. Um, I was a very active kid. I, you know, I played middle school baseball and, um, you know, going into, uh, my high school year, I was actually diagnosed with ADD and ADHD. And I was given that miraculous drug, uh, Adderall at a young age. And it, uh, I came into ninth grade at 119 pounds. I had lost an exorbitant amount of weight uh and got into wrestling and into baseball um but baseball has always been a passion of mine so i always try to put more weight back on for baseball and i think by the time i graduated high school uh, i was at about the 215 225 range um and headed off to play uh division two baseball uh as an athlete and i'd always been an athlete and, you know, nothing had ever crossed my mind that that'd be different. Um, going into the summer before my freshman year of college, I actually injured my right arm and was dropped from the baseball program of the college I was going to. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people can contest, you know, when you have a passion for something for so many years and then it's kind of just taken away from you, you kind of fall into this depression state. Um, which is kind of where I went. And, you know, I turned to partying and drinking and, and food and slowly just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I always kind of false it as, as like a badge that when uh, I would ask people how much I weighed, they'd go, oh, you weigh two, 250 at least. And I'm just like, nope, 345, 350. It just looks like it. And then uh, that that's that muscle, that muscle weight slowly turned into more of just fat and fat. And I just continuously ate and ate and ate um, until about five, six years ago, I, I went to a doctor. I hadn't been feeling very well. And um, the doctor came to me and said, you ever been tested for type 2 diabetes? And I was like, nope. No clue what that even is, really. I know my grandfather has diabetes. Um, not really sure. Let's take a look. Uh, he told me I had type 2. Um, it was a pretty pretty extreme case of type 2. I was, I think I was sitting around uh, 250 to 300 
on my blood sugar uh, on a constant basis, um, which made sense because I ate a lot of cookies and cakes for breakfast. But um, so I, I decided, uh, you know, I had I had been married to that point for a while. Um, it's kind of where I started, you know, my adult, <laughs> my adult first diet, I guess. Um, you know, as a kid, I tried about everything, you know, uh, my mom was an extreme, extreme proponent of the slim fast shakes, which, um, what kid doesn't want to drink a milkshake in the morning at all? Uh, so I, I, I drank my slim fast shake every morning and, you know, ate my four slices of pizza at school lunch and, but I, I, uh, about that time I was diagnosed was when things like my fitness pal and, you know, calorie counting apps were getting big. And so I pretty much tracked everything that went into my body and making sure I ate less than a thousand calories a day to, and I exercised more than a thousand calories a day and just, it was one of those where I, I quickly became just, blown out on that type of diet um so it didn't last very long I, I lost a little bit of weight gained it right back plus more um and which has kind of been it's kind of been the the story of my weight loss i lose i lose 60 put on 65 lose 65 put on 70 um just kind of repetitive um but I did about three, I believe it's about three years ago, um, I had a friend introduce me to another diet uh, three, four years ago, probably more of the four. Um, and it was the magical shakes everybody likes. Um, I'm not going to throw names here. Uh, but I did. I lost, I lost 110 pounds. I felt fantastic. Um, but it wasn't a sustainable diet. It just wasn't. And, uh, we had, uh, going through trying to have a kid, buying a house, buying cars, new jobs. I ended up putting back 135 of that and left me at my highest weight at three, it's like 340, 355, somewhere around there. Um, I really didn't look at the skill. Uh, once I got that high, I just kind of knew I was big. Uh, I didn't start looking at the scale until I had started dieting again. And by that time, it was 345, 350. So not really sure how far it really got up. Um, you know, I always had friends that were, oh, you're big. You should you should lose weight. Um, but uh, that's, that's your buddies, whatever. They're going to give you crap regardless. Um, so I thought anyway. Um, so about... The end of 2018, uh, my wife was about two months out from having my daughter, uh, our firstborn. And then um, I was out working at a customer's home at my previous job. And I remember just walking around the house and then waking up on their lawn. Uh, that's all I remember, just waking up on their lawn. And with that customer standing over me going, are you okay? And uh, yeah, I'm fine. I got up and drove myself to the hospital. Um, they came out immediately to test my blood. Um, doctor said, "Are you a type two diabetic?" Uh, yes, yes, I am. 
She said, have you checked your blood pressure, your blood sugar lately? No, I have not. Uh, what was it the last time you checked? Uh, 110? It was under control. Um, she said, okay, well, it's at 465 right now. Um, you, sh you should be dead. Uh, your blood pressure is well above stroke level. We need to get you into a bed now. Uh, so after hearing that, uh, the kind of smirk on my face kind of went to more of a concerned, uh, concerned look. I called my wife. She met me at the hospital. Uh, and the doctor came in after, I believe, I, they put in two or three bags of fluids into my body, trying to lower, lower my, my blood sugar. Uh, and it was still sitting around 320, 330. Uh, she said it was probably going to stay there. That's the lowest they could probably get it. Um, and they were going to put me on meds uh, again. Um, but she, the doctor came in and pretty much uh, changed my life from there on uh, and told me, hey, if you don't make a change today, not tomorrow, not, not the next day, not next week, today, you will not live to see your daughter be born. And that's not a joke. And I think I kind of looked at my wife and I kind of... Um, I looked at the other family that were in the room, um, and I kind of was like, "Okay, well, this is this is it. Like, this is a this is a fight or flight moment in my life, and it's time to fight." Um, I remember getting home from the hospital, uh, and one of my best friends was here. We've been we've been friends for my our entire lives um, since birth, and I walk up expecting a hug. I get a smack, and he goes, "Hey, man." One day I want to have kids, and I want our kids to play together, and I want us both to be there. So stop, stop killing yourself with a spoon. And uh, I think that day I, I threw everything out of my fridge um, that wasn't meant to be there, and I just started eating healthier. Um, you know, uh, from everywhere I'd ever seen, eating healthy was quinoa and pasta. And eating all this, and I did. I lost a little bit of weight, but my blood sugar wasn't falling fast enough. I had my uh, anybody that's been diagnosed uh, with high blood sugar knows the hey, we need you to keep a track, a little a little black book of all of your sugars. Um, and I had that, and it wasn't moving, but like two, <laughs> it was going down two. And I was like, I don't understand. I'm eating healthy. I'm losing weight. Um, and then I had a friend of mine who is an RN who said, hey, look, um, there's this diet that I, I'd like you to look at. Um, you know, some some of my patients have had really good success in helping with their blood sugar. Uh, it's a low-carb diet. It's the ketogenic diet. And he was like, you know, you're going to have to give up some things in your life, though. It's not a it's not a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that diet. It's an all-in diet. And I need you to go all in. And I said, you know what? Tell me what I gotta do. Oh, you, you can't eat pasta. Okay, I don't like pasta anyway. That's fine. Uh no no bread. No you know, no he started naming the list and the list. And I was like, this is gonna be really difficult. Um but I got to thinking about it. I I I love to cook. 
It's something that I've enjoyed doing my entire life. I didn't get big just eating fast food. I got big because I like to make my. I got to. I I like making five course meals for myself, and you know, especially when friends come over, it's a ten course meal. Let's all eat. Let's make a buffet here. Um, so I got into that about. August, September of 2018 is when I really went strict into the ketogenic diet. Um, and then I believe it was August of 2019. So about a year later is when I actually hit my goal weight uh, of 184 pounds. Um, <coughs> about 184 pounds. Um and it was strictly off the ketogenic diet. And it was it was probably one of the best decisions of my life to go towards that style of, of eating. Um, and during that process, though, it, it, it led me into a lot of other things. It led me to fall in love with working out again. Uh, I fell in love with hiking again, being outside, being active with my friends. Um, and I fell in love with running and I fell in love with swimming. I fell in love with riding my bike again. Um, and so October of last year, I actually did my first ever triathlon, something that I would see people on TV do, uh, you know, people outside running, people outside biking. And I thought they were absolute nutballs. Uh, no way I'll ever do that. That's that's the stupidest thing imaginable. Um, I did that in October. And uh, this upcoming October, uh, virus pending, I'll actually be doing a half Ironman by myself as well this this year. Well, that's a, a quite the journey, man. Like in terms of like where your your stories come. So I want to go back a little bit back into it because I want to talk about you know what's coming up for you. You know, as the as the year progresses. But I want to I want to go back a little bit because something you said that I think was really interesting. Um, when you were talking with your your friend about keto, it's funny because I've I've had some other guy. You know, I'm keto. I've got a, a, a number of guys in the show that have used the ketogenic diet, and it's funny because most of them, when they tell the story of when they discovered the keto diet, they they're they're almost on the other side of what you were discussing, where you were talking about you know hearing this list of things you couldn't eat and being like, okay, this is going to be a challenge, and they're on the side of I can have I can have bacon and I can have a burger and I can have a steak. Okay. You know, this is this is this sounds like heaven to me. So I think it's I think it's interesting to see that we all kind of come into it from different places. When you oh, it's definitely. and your approach to keto, like I think, because that's something I think that sometimes people don't understand is that there's so many different ways to do it. Were you did you start like a very tracked keto? Were you more of a following food lists? Like how did that? How was what did that look like for you when you got started? My start into keto was a complete deep dive into into an online recipe book to find every single ketogenic recipe I could find that way I could still have the taste of life and that that kind of is what set me in the right path I had had another friend of mine uh, that did keto um, but his his ketogenic diet was was two double cheeseburgers with bacon every single day from Wendy's and his doctor was like, this is not working for you. And I was like, well, look, man, I'm going to I'm going to put greens in. I'm going to put healthy fats in. I need I need to figure out, you know, 
how I need to go about this love of avocados now. Um, I've never had one of those. Let's, let's see what that's about. Um, you're telling me I can eat mayonnaise. Okay. That's, that's, that's cool. Um, more butter. All right. Yeah. Okay. Heavy, heavy whipping cream, you know, things coming off of my perceived healthy diet. I was like, yeah, those things would never be welcome in my house. Um, with, with that, with those types of diets, I was like, this is going to be very interesting. So I did, like I said, a huge deep dive into the, into the online to see what recipes I could find and, you know, oh, this looks good. This looks good. Oh, that's keto. You can make that into keto. Okay. And then I started taking recipes that I had done in the past and trying to figure out ways to make them ketogenic. But that's, that's kind of how I got started on it is just basically week to week, knowing exactly what I was going to eat. And, you know, lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, had groceries picked out for each day and would come home every single night and cook. And that's how I would, that's how I started my journey. And did it, did it stay in that direction? Like where, cause I know now I, I, when it, I had asked you to send me some notes kind of like about the bullet points of your journey and where you're at. And you said, now you describe your diet as, as modified low carb. Uh, what does that mean for you? Like, can you kind of take us through the, how your, the, your way of eating has evolved? So now, now, you know, it's, um, I've started experimenting a little bit more. Um, I went through, I went through January with kind of more, uh, more of a carb intake, um, you know, on, on some recommendations of some, of some coaches of mine, uh, just, just for the plain fact that I'm training now. 15 to 20 hours a week uh, for endurance training. But I found that any type of those, those carb loadings, you know, supplements and foods, I always feel more inflamed. It would take me longer to, it would take me longer to recover. I would gas a lot sooner. I would get GI issues. I just, I felt horrible. Um, so now um, it's more, it's more of, uh, my, my usual carb loading is in the daytime, uh, is usually in the morning time and it's usually not much of a carb load. Um, I, I finally, finally found, um, a ketogenic supplement, um, that does provide a little bit of carb intake, um, but does not affect any type of, um, like sugar response or anything else. So a lot is, you know, I've, I've found a couple of guys uh, on, on Instagram that I really, I trust in their decisions along that, along that line. Um, and I started trying that, but I mean, that's, that's a total carb intake of, you know, 20, not hundreds of hundreds of hundreds. And then throughout the day, it's, it's just a typical low carb. Um, I usually try to lean on more of the, you know, if I'm taking in 20, 30 total carbs in the morning, I'm more leaning towards the zero to no carb kind of carnivore lifestyle during during the day, um, which I've tried as well. I did all of uh, I noticed you I know you just came off your your month of carnivore. I did. I did. I did my I did my month. I did car November last year. Uh, I love the way it made me feel. I love the energy it gave me. I love the way my body looked and felt. Um, 
so that's pretty much how I am now is when I say modified, you know, I, I slight carb load, you know, I carb load for what a ketogenic person does as much as much as a ketogenic person can carb load. I, that's what I do in, in the mornings usually. And that's not every morning. Most, a lot of times if I have a big, a big bike ride, you know, 20, 30, 40 miles coming up, I'll do that. But usually I'm fasting. I'm fasting. I'm eating lunch. Um, you know, I'll eat lunch and basically I'll eat when I'm hungry. Um, sometimes that will be the lunch of the next day. Sometimes I'll be three hours from now. And, you know, I, 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 you know, one of the things that, you know, over the last year has taught me is to just listen to my body instead of just eating because I'm bored, eating because I'm actually hungry and my body needs a refueling. Um, and that's one thing that I, I really had to get out of my head about was the stereotypical, okay, it's 12 o'clock, it's time to eat. Okay, it's 6 o'clock, it's time to eat. Okay, it's it's 3 o'clock, it's time for a snack. Um, which I know a lot of other diets will, you know, lunch, snack, snack, dinner, snack, snack. And you now I just kind of eat when I'm hungry and, you know, kind of doing it that way. Well, I think that's a really important lesson that it's, it's good for people to learn, especially if you're eating, you know, a ketogenic style of, of food or even, you know, low carb, like realizing, you know, in terms of like blood sugar, excuse me, blood sugar stability and hormonal stability, that snacking can kind of keep those rhythms thrown off. And so I get that. I get those messages all the time. People like, you know, what do I, what should I do for snacks? Like, what are the best snacks for me to have? And I'm like, well, let's, let's try to, you know, maybe increase what you're eating at your meals and, and not worry about snacks as much. Like, let's not put such a big focus on snacking. Like, I think that's a big pattern that people have trouble, trouble breaking. So it's good to hear that you're willing to, you're willing to experiment a little bit and kind of find what works for you. Cause I think that also is, is another key. Like it's good to find the tool that is going to be the thing that helps you get started. But you have to make that tool your own in order for it to be sustainable and something that you can live with forever and has to be able to meet your goals, you know, the things that you physically want to be able to do, you know, so it's, it's good to hear that not only obviously are you working with, you know, coaches on a from a physical standpoint, but like looking at kind of what you're doing nutritionally and, you know, what's going to really help you push because obviously, you know, the, the, the endurance athletics that you're getting into are things that are a little bit different than someone who's going and doing a half hour workout at the gym or doing a quick run and then being done. Like there's, there's different factors at play. So it's good to hear that you've got this awareness of, of what you need to think about. It is. And, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, agree with you and I see a lot of things you post about people need to do their own, their own research. And, you know, when, when I got into keto, I didn't find the most reputable people on the internet and go, Hey, how do you do this? I, I kind of, I went free diving. Is that we live in 2020, 2019 last year. There is loads of information out there and you can't just grab it from one. You can't just grab it from one place. You know, I, I do believe in, you know, getting with people like yourself or, you know, the, the keto road and, and, and kind of talking to those people about some of their expertise, but there's enough information out there nowadays where you can find 
what you're specifically looking for. And going into this year was really big for me because low-carb endurance athletes are not, I don't want to say few and far between, but there's not, there's not a huge abundance of them. Like there would be like, you know, vegan athletes or, you know, they're, they're just not. Um, so it's really difficult to find, but they're out there and, you know, they're willing to talk. They're willing to, you know, kind of discuss what they go through and how they, how they live. So the, you, I think you get two kinds of questions, especially when you put yourself out there as someone who's kind of working in this space a little bit, you know, whether it's an actual job or just kind of like your your presence is out there. You get the questions of the people that are like, how do I keto? You know, like they want, they, they haven't done any research and they're coming to you and they want the basics. And I'll be honest with you, like for those people, I have a set of links that I, I copy and paste from a note in my phone. And I'm like, here, look at these, and then get back to you if you have actual questions. Like, take a, take a dive into this information. Like, then you get the questions from the person who clearly has done their research and is starting to either get overwhelmed by the number. Like, you're, you're not kidding when you say there's, there's, there's resources out there. Like, there's so many resources out there. And, like, then you have to help that person realize, okay, yes, like, you, you are literally sitting down, you know, with 10 different ways to, quote, unquote, do keto in front of you. It's okay to it's okay to take a deep breath and say this is the one that feels right to me. I'm going to try this one for a month or two. You know, don't don't stress about having to like unlock, you know, the magic key on day 1. Like getting started is more important. So it's it's often about like it's almost like I I think it's Keto Savage who uses the phrase a lot paralysis by analysis. Like they can get too caught up in overanalyzing the data before you even start doing anything. So it's almost better to kind of hit the hit the ground to get moving. Yeah, you can definitely just blow your brain out with how with how many. If you just type in ketogenic diet on Google, it, it it's too much. There's just too much, and you don't know who to trust, who not to trust, who's right, who's wrong. It it is one of those things, you know. If you can find someone that's, you know, reputable, who's been there, who's done it. Uh, you know, like myself, like you, you know, like like other guys that you've had on the show, you know, those guys can usually point you in some general vicinity of where you really need to go. But it is you just got to get you kind of got to put your feet on the ground and just go for it. And if it works, it works. If if it's not working, you know, change it up a little bit, you know, give it give it a month, give it give it a month, give it a month and a half. It's not going to work overnight. I think that's my biggest question that I usually get is I've been doing this for a week. When does it start? Well, not, not, <laughs> well, not in a week. Um, it's it's going to take a while. Um, you know, I know personally right now, I know 100% that I'm not fat adapted currently. I'm going moving back through the, the keto flu. I know exactly how long it's going to take me to get there. And thankfully, this quarantine is going to help. I don't have to look at anything. Um, you know, we just we just got back from vacation. I decided I made a personal decision to have fun with myself. It's the first vacation I've taken in a year. Um, so I know where I have to be at. But you know, it's not it's not an overnight thing. You have to slowly you have to get there. It's a it's a process. I, I think it is, man. And 
one of the things that I would like us to kind of talk about, like switch gears a little bit, because, you know, not just talking about nutrition and like what your approach to eating is like the way you came to finally make a change in your life, you know, was that that crisis moment in 2018. You know, the doctor point blank telling you that if you don't change today, you're not going to see the birth of your child, you know, and I can imagine, you know, especially now sitting sitting back as as a father, um, you know, for a couple of years now, you know, thinking about what would have happened, you know, if that you hadn't made those changes, like you, you found a very powerful why moment, I think, like, is that, do you like, is that what really clicked for you? Do you think like where I just want to get into a little bit, like if you can identify, like what, what made the difference in that moment for you? Oh yeah. I, I like to call that my, Oh shit moment. Um, and I, I believe everybody has one of those, and that was definitely mine. Just the thought of, you know, there was there was no smirks in that room. That room was dead silent. The doctor stared into my soul and told me that if I didn't make a change, I was going to die. Not a, there's a chance you can die. There's There's a risk you may die. You may have a heart attack. There was no mays, ifs, nothing. You will die. And, I, uh, you know, at that time I was 27 and I, I don't want to die at 27. That's not on my bucket list. Um, that's that's definitely not something I want to put my family through. I don't want to put my wife through it. I don't want to put my I don't want my daughter to be born without knowing her father. Um, I believe I took I kind of took a week to away from everybody. You know, I kind of withdrew myself from there. And, you know, I, I do believe, like, it didn't happen that day. Like, it, I don't believe, like, I went home and had a salad. Like, I'm I'm fairly positive I left the hospital and I went and had Burger King. You know, I, you know, I, <coughs> you know, I left there and the next day I had a slice of pizza. You know, and then finally I, hey, man, I have this medicine. That will keep me well. And it just wasn't working. And, you know, I had friends that would constantly call me and check up on me. It was probably the following the following week. You know, I had eaten, I had cut back tremendously on the amount of food intake that I did every week. I had, I started adding, walking in. But, you know, I had made healthier decisions that week. But that next week is kind of where I said, you know, I don't want, I don't, if I, if I do this kind of half-heartedly, that's all it'll ever be. Uh, it's time to, you know, it's time to go kind of full bore into it and, and, you know, challenge myself. And that's kind of where everything just started and I, everything, you know, luckily and, and, you know, thank God fell in line the way it was supposed to. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely eye opening when someone tells you you're going to die. Um, it's, it's never, it's never a sentence you want to hear. Um, you know, when you're 90, I mean, maybe, but when you're 27, it's definitely not, it's not the sentence you want to hear. Definitely, man. And, and here's a, here's a question that I think comes up. For for me, I know because I'm someone who all my why also had a lot to do with wanting to live and not wanting to die. 
so now, you know, you're, you're at a different place, you know, you're not in danger of dying. You know, I'm assuming your type two diabetes is either, you know, you're testing out of that or it's, it's co completely under control now. Like what, why keeps you going now? Like what keeps you from turning back to the old behaviors and from going back to the old place? This is going to sound, this is going to sound extremely petty. Um, my mirror. Um, I, I have a extremely bad habit of weighing myself every day and every night. And I have a lot of friends that are bodybuilders. I have a lot of friends that are extreme fitness junkies and I get yelled at a lot about it. You know, why are you, that's, that's an unhealthy relationship. And yes, I know, I know it's very unhealthy relationship, but I have this nightmare in my head that I'll close my eyes one day and wake up at 350, 400 pounds again. And none of my friends understand it because they've never been there. You know, it's, it's hard to explain to someone who's always been 120 pounds that extreme, the extreme terror of losing 135, 145 pounds and waking up to gain it all back. Because I've, I've, been, I've been to the bottom and back up numerous times and you know not only that i'm kind of a nerd and i like to see what different foods do to the scale but um but my 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 why you know outside of you know me personally just not wanting to get there again it's the same as it always was it's it's my daughter grabbing my hand and saying come on daddy and me knowing good and well i can keep up with her when she takes off without being out of breath, without feeling like I want to die. Or when one of my friends calls me and says, hey, we're going hiking to the top of a mountain, I can go, okay, yeah, let's do it. Instead of having to make an excuse that, oh, my knees hurt, my back hurts, man, I don't feel good, uh, I have something else to do, and knowing good and well, I'm going to sit here at my house, watch a movie, and order a pizza. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a, a combination of everything, you know, but it's, it's not wanting to let myself down and not wanting to let down my friends and my family down. You know, I, I've, I battled to come back from, from where I was and I, I, I don't want to go back there ever again. Understood man, for sure. And what, cause you started to get into this a little bit, like what are the biggest changes in your life now? Well, outside of very little clothing options, uh, because I still haven't re restockpiled my my you know my closet. Um, but big, biggest lifestyle, you know, I, I think about what's going into my body a little bit more, especially when we go out to eat. Um, you know, I definitely am more likely to pick a activity such as hiking or walking. Than I would be of going to like the movies. Um, you know, not saying that the movies are bad, but you know, I'm I'm more you know more likely to pick those type of activities now. Um, you know, some of the bigger changes are people asking me for diet advice. That's something I never thought would happen in my life. Um, I I mean, I kind of got the same question back in the day, like, God, what do you eat every day? And now it's more of like, Hey, man, what do you eat every day? Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, that's, that's definitely a strange thing. Um, 
you know, it's not much has changed, you know, for, for me, you know, outside of being, you know, well down to go, to go be more active, you know, my body, my body keeps up with me now. And that's something that I never did before. You know, I always wanted to be active, but my body just couldn't keep up with me. Um, and now it does. I think that makes sense, man. And do you think, cause this is a question I get a lot that people are like, make sure you ask, you know, ask people about this, ask people about that. Like, uh, has your weight loss, how, how has it affected your relationship with your wife? Like, is it something that has brought you closer? Is it, you know, had any effects in that area? So my wife is actually on her own journey as well. Um, she is not a, uh, she lost about 120 pounds a few years ago. And then same, same point in time where I gained mine back. She gained hers back a little bit, but then I messed up and got her pregnant. So she gained a little bit more. Um, and so now she is currently still on her, her journey. She actually just weighed in this morning. She lost five pounds. So that's fantastic. Um, but she, she's not a low carb person. You know, she, she has been a magic shake provider for, you know, 10, 10, you know, 10 years. And that's what works for her. And I'm, not, I'm never, you know, I, I, I see a lot of hate within diet communities of people that are on other diets, but you know, whatever works for you, I'm there to support it. You know, I don't, Hey, if it works good. Um, but between that, you know, it's, it's a very push shove relationship because if I don't really feel like, you know, doing something that day, she'll make me get up. If she doesn't feel like doing something, I'll make her get up. You know, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, you know, my weight loss, I think, um, you know, I think when it, when it first happened, when I hit my goal weight, there was maybe, maybe a little bit of, of, of envy and jealousy. And then, you know, it moved to, you know, extreme happiness for me. And I think it kind of put a fire on her backside as well uh, to want to pursue what she was doing again. And, you know, it, it, it's one of my favorite things to do when we can both walk into the garage, I can run on the treadmill and she's behind me working out. It's probably one of the best, best things in the world. That's awesome to hear, man. That really is. And, Speaking of working out, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't start to talk about you, the endurance side of things for you because, you know, you've you've got a, a half Ironman coming up. You've done a triathlon. Like, how does that even begin? Like, how did you even start to fall in love with that that idea, this endurance sport world? Like, where did that come from? So, like I said, I never thought I, I would see people running or people swimming outside of just playing, you know, like playing, you know, playing chicken in the pool, you know, actually people swimming laps and people riding bikes up hills. And I was like, those people are dumb. Um, but beginning of 2019, I was like, you know what? I'm losing weight. You know, I want to go ahead. I know keto goes hand in hand with working out. You know, it's made for my body to burn fat. Let's start burning fat and let's start getting active. Let's walk, let's run, let's jog, let's get there some way, let's crawl, I don't care. Um, so if I believe it was February last year, I did a, I did a 10K, 
Uh, I had all my friends like, man, you've never ran before. Just do, just do a 5K. And I was like, no, man, whatever. I'm going to do a 10K. That's who I am. I'm extremely competitive. I'm going to go out. I'm going to push myself. So I did, I did a 10K. And I got finished with it. And instead of going, that was dumb. I sat in my truck going, that's kind of cool. We should do another one. And then, and then I signed up for a trail race at a local state park here um, in North Carolina. And it was a 12K. And I was like, oh, that was really fun. So I started going out at that point in time last year. Uh, I was still on workers comp. Um, I had fallen at work, so I was out of work. Uh, so I had a lot of time just to go run. And so I went to, uh, I had a friend of mine. We were going to do a local um, a Make-A-Wish fundraiser here. It's a one-day, 28.3-mile hike. I had done it before. I had done it when I was big. Uh, it took me 15 hours. I was dead last. I was the last person to finish. And we started training, and I said, Hey, man, I know we're hiking this thing together, but I'm going to leave you. I'm going to run the whole thing. And he was like, bro, if you can run the whole thing, go for it. And I was like, you're not going to be mad? And he was, nope, I'm fine. Just go. So I ended up getting to May, and I made the decision, yes, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to run it. And I did. I finished the 28-mile. It was over over mountainous terrain. I finished it in 7 hours and 45 minutes. I was the second person to finish. And I was like, you know what? This endurance thing's pretty cool. I enjoyed that. And so I signed up to be on a team in North Carolina for a 48-hour endurance race. Um, luckily, the lady that was the team captain was not the best team captain and waited to the last minute so our team didn't make the cut. And I was like, well, I've trained. I've been training. What do I do now? And I had a buddy just send me a link and it was like, hey, uh, tough man's coming up. And it's about forty minute drive. You should go do it. And I was like, "Well, we'll see." And my mom was like, "Hey, if you want to do that for your birthday, I'll pay for it." I was like, "All right, well, let's do it." And then I got to looking at it, and I was like, "Well, I don't have a bike. I don't have. I don't know how to swim. Like, I know how to. I know. I know how to play in the pool." I don't know how to properly swim, and now I have a 0.6-mile swim coming up, a 32-mile bike ride coming up, and then I have a 10K directly after all of that. I was like, the run will be fine. I got the run. Um, so, yeah, I bought a little cheap little bike, started learning how to swim, and almost died the entire, the entire triathlon. Just almost died. It was not ready for it. It was it was so far outside of my comfort zone. But if you look at any pictures of me from that day, there is a 100% a smile on my face the entire day. Because it is something that if I had told myself three years prior, two years prior, that I was going to do that, I would have laughed at myself. And, um, and when I crossed the finish line in October, I kind of just took a breath and I smiled. And, you know, pretty much just told myself like, hey, man, look how far you've come. But this is this is so far outside of your comfort zone. It's ridiculous. 
Um, but now, you know, since, uh, since October, I took September off from all activities, um, to kind of just spend time with my family. Uh, cause as you, as you can imagine, you know, 15, 20 hours a week, uh, in training is extremely difficult on, you know, a wife and a daughter. Um, so I kind of have to, you know, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm up at 5 a.m. and I'm swimming. Um, where I was swimming, they just closed down my pool. Um, so I'm going to have to find me a puddle somewhere, I guess. Um, and then, you know, my wife works at night. Uh, so I usually train before she gets home, spend time with my daughter, then train before she gets home. So it's, it's a very, it's a very thin line between training and family. Um, which is something that I, I try my best not to cross. Um, and then we were actually supposed to have a triathlon two weekends ago. Um, obviously it has been canceled and the next two that I've been signed up for have also been canceled. Um, uh, so it's just kind of me by myself right now trying to figure out what, what's the next path. Um, but yeah, we are headed down to, um, Waco, Texas, down in, in October for my first one. And I know uh, <laughs> you probably saw I was trying to figure out all those guys from Texas on the on the men's on the men's forum over there on Facebook where they need where I should go eat. And that was uh it's a lot of different answers. All those guys from There's Texas. So, they all have very, very strong opinions on whose barbecue is best and you know who you gotta get, who you gotta make sure you see. Absolutely. For sure, for sure. So I think that's amazing, man. Like, it sounds like through all of this, like you've discovered a real passion. And I, I think that's really important, like to find something that is still a driving force when you don't have to necessarily have such a focus on what does the scale say today? I mean, you may still be weighing yourself, but you're not, you know, you're not in that state. Like, we know that there's a difference between diet mode and life mode, like in terms of how our, our mentality is, like in terms of what the challenge is. And it sounds like, you know, this is a passion that gives you something to drive towards. Oh, yeah. You know, I did. Like I said, I do weigh myself every day, but, you know, it's not a it's not a check to see if it's going anywhere. It's just kind of a, it's just kind of a self a self uh, a self note to myself. It's not going anywhere. It's not going into a book. It's just kind of going into my brain and going, OK, yeah. So uh, let's eat, let's eat a little less cheese tomorrow. Um, but it's. No, but it's not a, uh, it's not a, I'm not in, you know, weight loss mode right now. I mean, I'm in kind of maintain mode and, you know, <laughs> and just enjoying life. And you're right. This is, this, it's become a, something that I thought I would do once in October and never do it again. It's become a full blown passion where I have the next probably two years planned out as far as events. And I'm sure my wife is about sick of hearing about it at night, but um but yeah it's 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 been fantastic that's really really great to hear man and i'm curious like because we, we've gone through a lot of different facets of your journey like what do you think are the main lessons that you've taken away from this journey you've been on oh goodness um i feel like i've i've gotten this question a few times um and one of my big ones is took you know my big my big thing is to create your own headspace and that might sound a little weird, but you can't overthink things. 
things are usually a lot simpler than they make out to be. Um, a lot of people overcomplicate and overthink and overcomplex everything that they do. Um, but creating my own little space in my head to kind of break down things is one of my big my big lessons is learning how to you know kind of create that area for me to think clearly. Um, you know, some other like big lessons to me has just been, you know, take it, taking a look around you and realizing, you know, there's other things out there, you know, it's, yeah, your diet is your diet and it's not really a diet. It is, you know, it is a lifestyle, you know, and that's how you kind of need to, to picture that, you know, just like triathlon is kind of a lifestyle for me right now, you know, when you choose to be healthy, it's not a it's it's not a short term thing. It's a long term thing. And it's the way you need to look at it. And it's the way you need to go into looking at it. Not a I just need to get ready for, you know, speedo season. Like you, you hit on a key concept there. Like it's it real it's so cliche to say it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle, but it's it's sometimes cliches are true. And it really is like it has to be something that no matter what tool you're using you know, on your what your your health and weight loss journey, like, it has to be something that you can see as a part of your life, you know, as an eternal part of it, you know, is something and whether that is even, you know, and that could be something where there are people that, you know, use keto and then go to more of a low carb type eating way or go off of it completely and come back. But knowing that that tool is something you've mastered and can use when you need it, I think is really important, like, especially when you're trying to live life so that not every day is going to be about hitting an exact target, but there are going to be times where you say, okay, yeah, I need, I do need to pull it back or I do need to reassess what I'm doing right now and, and make some adjustments. And adjustments are fun. And that's where some people, I, I feel like a lot of people get lost is, well, this is how it's supposed to be done. No, that's how it was supposed to be done for whoever said that that's how it's supposed to be done. It could be different for you. So it's okay to make adjustments. It's okay to make changes. It's it's one hundred percent fine. Everybody is not the same. I, th I think that's very well put, man. Very well said. And Ryan, we we've gone through a lot of different pieces of your journey today, and I'm just wondering: is there anything that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet that you really wanted to make sure that the audience of the Fat Guy Forum hears about? I think we pretty much covered it. Uh, pretty pretty much. There's a there's a lot of story to cover there. You know, it's, um, we, we got, we got my passion in there. We got, you know, passion for activity and, 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 you know, my gratitude for this diet, you know, and it's, you know, you know, anybody that is listening, you know, I'm, I'm always available for questions too. And it's, um, you know, you know, physically, mentally, you know, I might not have it all, but. I'm always there too. Well, that was going to be my next question, Ryan, because you've got some exciting plans coming up over the next year or like two years, you know, and if people want to follow along or if they do want to reach out and, you know, obviously talk about keto in general or even talk, you know, get, you know, dot, put their own, dip their own toe into the pool when it comes to, you know, triathlons and endurance work, like how can they find you? So I am on Instagram at Ryan's period try. T R I period journey. Uh, also on Facebook at Ryan 
down 146 pounds on Facebook. Nice. And I will make sure that I put links to that in the show notes so people can track Ryan down. Ryan, I end every episode with the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your five questions? Okay, here we go. So living or dead, Ryan, question number one. Tell us, who is your favorite fat guy? Oh, Chris Farley. There we go. Any reason or? The funniest man that never lived. Question number two. Thinking back to your bigger days, Ryan, what was your quintessential fat guy meal? Two large thin crust pepperoni pizzas with extra pepperoni, a family order of breadsticks with a two liter of Mountain Dew. I feel like Mountain Dew is a thread through a lot of the lives of a lot of the guys I've talked to. Like there's, there should be some underground Mountain Dew squad connecting everybody because that, com- that, that comes up a lot, man. But you no, know, that definitely, that's a meal. That's a meal and a half right there for you. So I, I think that makes sense. That's a, that's a, there's just, there's just a little bit of carb loading going on during that meal. Just a little bit, a fair amount. Oh yeah. And a lot of sleeping afterwards. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I am sure there's a crash coming after that. A crash, man. Question number three. So Ryan, there's, say there's another guy out there listening who's, you know, the Ryan from before, and he's looking for one piece of advice to get his journey started. What would that be? Hmm. I wear it on my wrist, and I'll tell you right now. When you feel like quitting, think about why you started. I think that's perfect. Question number four. Ryan, what podcast, YouTube channel, resource, book, influencer would you recommend to people who need motivation? Nick Bear. Nick Bear on YouTube and on, uh, um, on Instagram. He is from Dallas, Texas. He is a uh, former military man. Um, Between him and David Coggins, if you need somebody to put a swift kick in your ass, they're the two to do it. I like it, man. I like it. There we go. And Ryan, question number five. What is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? To potentially talk my wife into having another kid. That's a big one, man. It is. Is she going to be listening to this, you think? Or maybe she knows that's I'm coming? Sure. Okay, good. Okay, good. Probably. Well, well we're all, we're all going to be pulling for you on that one, man. Like, it's something that, you know, there's another, there's another passion for the next year for you. I like it. So, Ryan, I just really want to say a big thank you for taking some time out of your Sunday today to record with the Fat Guy Forum. I really appreciate it. Are there any last words you want to share before I start to wrap this up? No, man, just uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, I always look forward to hearing uh, hearing your podcast. The, the alerts come on my phone in the morning times, uh, and I really appreciate it, man. Well, I'm really glad that we were able to finally make this time to get it, get you on here, man. And I'm excited for people to hear your story and to keep following along and see what's coming on. You know, hopefully knock on some wood somewhere. You know, the, the virus situation gets cleared up a lot, you know, a lot sooner than, rather than later. And we get to get back into the, you know, the track of things that we have planned coming up real soon. So hopefully we'll see that happening for you. Thanks to everyone out there for listening today. You can find me, your host, Gourmet, on Instagram at Gourmet underscore goes keto, or you can find me on Twitter at Gourmet goes keto. You can also email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. If you are listening on iTunes, don't forget, give the show a rating. Give us, give us a review that helps get us in front of some more people. 
And just remember to go out there and do something amazing today because you, my friends, are the most amazing people. So we will catch you very soon on the next Fat Guy Forum. Thank you.